The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. And we're also brought to you by our College Football Bankroll Challenge. Up to $3,000 up for grabs. Get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Tyler Jenkins. Joined with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing all right, boys. It was a, a bit of a long week for, for yours, yours truly here, but it's finally Friday. Got a, a long weekend down here in the States with uh, Labor Day on Monday. So we're going to be celebrating all of the labor on Monday and having a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of beers and enjoyable, enjoyable times and beverages over the weekend. So yeah, I'm happy to be here on a Friday. A lot of beers and enjoyable beverages and t- enjoyable times. That's uh, uh that's a mouthful. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing awesome, man. How do you think I'm doing on the eve of week one in college football? It's gonna be absolutely beautiful tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. From uh, you, you know my schedule, early morning Bundesliga all the way to uh, Pac-12 after dark. I'm gonna miss that next year, but whatever. Also, the U.S. Open's gonna be going on at the same time. We were getting into. Uh, uh, I think round of 16 matches pretty soon here, so that's going to be going on, on on one of the screens. So, yeah, absolutely killer time to be alive. Hell, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I Okay, I guess all of our pals don't really know, but you two know I've been sick as a fucking dog for the past week, bro, since about, like, last Saturday. Today I'm feeling, like, a lot better. I got a killer cough going on, and all the shit's just in my lungs. So, man, the stuff that has been coming out of me today has been the gnarliest stuff. <laughs> I've seen since I quit smoking. It's been fucking gross, bro. But we're battling through. You know, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling energetic. I, I'm alive, which is a good thing. And like Julie said, man, I couldn't be happier. You know, we got college football. It's been it's been a blast. I'm working tomorrow, so I'm gonna miss all the excitement on Saturday. But you know, I'll still be tracking it on my phone and placing bets. But I tell you what, boys, next fucking weekend I am off. And Saturday and Sunday with the NFL and college, I ain't doing shit. And I'm so excited. It's about to be like one of the best times of the year. It's the second best time of the year. Because the best time of the year is when hockey's coming back and we got football. But still, just football back, man. And so I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic, bro. It's been absolutely awesome. So I'm, I'm pretty fucking fired up here in Toronto. Um, all right, let's, let's keep it going, man. Everybody go check out the Sports uh, Gaming Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. We think we said it's here. College football is finally here. We're having an absolute blast. I'm fired up. I made a killing off Utah last night, minus five. Never in doubt. What a fucking cover that was. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and then even I was talking to Julie today, Georgia Tech, Louisville, fucking over 49 and a half. We're at halftime. There's 40, what, 41, 42 points already on the board for Christ's sake. So let's fucking go. Super fired up. Uh, what else we got going on? You know, NASCAR is doing its thing. MMA is doing its thing. Hockey's, boys, it's September. Hockey's going to be here, like, normally after Labor Day. That's when, like, a lot of the, the deals start kind of flying in. And, you know, all the people start coming back from a management point of view from all the cottages and vacations and shit. So be prepared for some hockey news to be coming out lately. But the season's going to be upon us before we know it. Uh, NBA, I'm sure there's stuff going on. I'm sure people are just waving guns around or just, you know, fucking people on camera or whatever happens. All that shit goes down in the NBA. So I'm sure that's still going on. Uh, MLB, Ryan, what's up with MLB? Another day closer to playoffs, No. Yeah, another day closer to the playoffs here and into September. Rosters expanded. Still got races heating up. Phillies are still red hot. So uh, it's a good good time for first and baseball fans here as we enter the final month of the season. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome to hear. We got uh, NFL starting on Thursday. Uh, we got tennis. Julie, tennis. What's up? Uh, how you doing here? I know U.S. Open, right? Pretty big, big shit going on. What do you got? Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, fairly chalky so far. But, uh, the, the real matches don't really start till. um 
you know, the quarterfinals. We're gonna get we're gonna get a uh, some epic matches uh, next week for sure. So right now, we're just uh, enjoying these uh, these lightweights, the lightweight matches up up ahead here. Has uh you know the the big boys, the big girls, they're all uh, dominating their 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 minor league opponents right now. So yeah, yeah, uh, still got a few sh- out, uh, long shots alive, and of course, uh, and uh, Djokovic is, is uh, killing everyone too. So yeah, looking okay, looking okay. Dude, there's a little little side note. I've been I've been playing a little a little bit on tennis lately, and I've been doing okay. And you know what I've been doing? I've been looking through, and I've been finding people that are ranked, like they got the little numbers beside them and shit. And like if they're down a set, you know, you can get them at like you know minus oh, yeah. one twenty or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just hammer that live, and it's been paying off pretty good, man. I don't know yeah. if that's like a technique, but yeah, that's a classic strategy. Hell it doesn't yeah. always work, but uh, yeah, you, you just, sometimes the books adjust too much to the scoreline and forget uh, how fucking good some of these. Uh, guys and girls are weren't there some conspiracies that joker was thrown the first set for some like some mob mob boss somewhere over in europe or i make that up uh well he fucking dominated the first uh the first match i don't know what you're talking about oh i mean it was like it was like probably like a year ago maybe a year or two oh ago. okay no I've, I've never heard about that no <laughs> right? pretty greasy if it is the, the under the underground world of tennis eh? hell yeah here for it uh what else the mma is doing its thing like always been some tons of stuff going on in the world of sports you can find all that information at the sgpn website be sure you go check it out man read the articles it's article season baby gilbert you pumped out anything recently i pumped up a bunch of articles recently had the uh three teams were fading three teams three plus odds to uh miss the playoffs got some baseball articles out got some uh fantasy hockey stuff coming out so yeah make sure you check out check out the website there Hell yeah, man. Be sure to do that. Ryan's absolutely killing it. And be sure to listen to all the other shows. Uh, everybody does such a kick-ass job, man. It's the best time of year. All these sports are starting to come back, so it's just fucking prime content time. Go listen to the other shows. Check out all the other podcasts. Everybody's doing such a kick-ass job. Uh, check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys absolutely kill it. Ryan, you were on the main show, weren't you? No. No? Oh, <laughs> no. What did I see then? What did you post in the Discord? Oh, no. Um, BBC just posted the, the tweet of my article. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. As but. Joel said in Discord, I'm not sure why I didn't just post the article, but he posted the tweet. <laughs> well, whatever. We got to get the links to a link. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, go check out all the shit at the SGPN website. Everybody does such a kick-ass job, so uh, hell yeah. Uh, and, of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. It's been absolutely electric in there lately. Uh, we've had tons of people just popping off. A couple of new faces in there. You know, It's great to see the new faces, man. You know, Everybody's having a good time. That's what we absolutely love, dude. So uh, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. Uh, if you're not in there and you want to get in there, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. You can also reach out to the HGP Twitter account or uh i didn't really plan anything ahead here so you know what you can just text my boy joel and if you want his number just give me a call actually i don't even have his number either but i'll fucking get him in touch with you so if you want to if you want joel to tell you how to get in the discord just tweet at me and i'll get in contact with joel and he'll tell you how to get into the discord okay and it's uh september now where we're, we're starting to really ramp things up so make sure you subscribe to the hockey on podcast on your preferred podcast platform and turn on auto download so you get the episodes in your feed immediately when they are published and if you're on apple Podcasts and have not left us a five-star rating review yet what are you waiting for leave us a five-star rating review we gotta we gotta ramp up for the season here we're, we're, we're getting ready we, we need some we need some air in our tires here yeah i was saying do we have any new merch we haven't done any merch shit in forever uh, we can we can get some new merch. We'll, we'll we'll look into that. Yeah, and if you're in the Discord, give us an idea for merch. Maybe everybody puts in a bunch of ideas. We'll pick one, and whoever wants the fucking dumbest, we'll pick that. And <laughs> what we can do. <coughs> um. All right. Uh, one thing I want to quickly talk. Yes, yeah. I want to quickly go into this here. When you live in a province that absolutely sucks, it can be tough sometimes. But myself, I happen to live in a province that is great, but also absolutely sucks. And if you're in any other province in Canada, you're going to tell you that, that, that Ontario is the absolute worst province and it sucks. But if you live in Ontario, you're going to be like, this place is fucking awesome. But sometimes people make decisions that are absolutely terrible. This came out, I think it was about two days ago. Uh, the Ontario government legislation made a ban banning all professional athletes and celebrities from appearing on gambling commercials. And we've all seen it. Yeah, Jolie touched on it a little bit before we even started recording here. You watch a, any hockey game, football game, whatever, even just TSN or some shit like that, you're going to see like one of these fucking gambling ads, like BetMGM, or you're going to see fucking Bet365, or all these other fucking stupid, crazy sites. And they always have professional athletes on them. You got Connor McDavid, you see Austin Matthews, you see Chris Pronger, fuck, they got Gretzky on some of them, for Christ's sakes. 
Like, you know, these guys are and these guys are making their money. You know, it can be annoying. You can say, oh, it sucks. We see these commercials all the time. We're sick of this bullshit. Well, what they did was take these guys away from the fucking commercials. They took a fucking percentage of a pay cut away from them, which absolutely is horrible. Because what, I, what pisses me off the most is that all these fucking companies are still in bed with the league. So if the fucking league still fucking the league is still making revenue off this shit, they're still getting money from it. Why the fuck can't the players cash in on this as well? Now I get it, you know, we see these commercials every other fucking commercial during games and stuff, but that has nothing to do with the players appearing in them. You're still gonna see these like Bet MGM's not gonna stop buying airtime just because they can't get fucking Austin Matthews in their commercials. You're still going to see 20 of these fucking gambling commercials a game, but now our big studs aren't making fucking money off it. And now, I guess I shouldn't really say that because it's only in Ontario. They're still going to be, you know, seen throughout the rest of Canada and in the States as well. But it just it's ticked me off a little bit. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? Like, what does this accomplish? This literally accomplishes absolutely nothing. So, I don't know. That's just a little quick, a little quick clusterfuck rant about it. But it's, to me, it's just pointless. I think we might see that more moving forward. I mean, now, like you said, the the books are in bed with the league they're all trying to make their money now but i don't know how much how much they can milk out of this like 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 every intermission every, every like whatever it's like oh here here's the current betting odds here's the parlay we like it's like it's like they're, they're just milking so much out of it that it has to be dry soon i, I would imagine I, I kind of disagree i just i like to maintain a, a this is a contrary opinion this is a controversial opinion but i like to keep the 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 border between the athletes and the better as as strict as possible like i don't want them betting on on sports let them play their games and bet when their uh when their career is over let's just maintain the uh integrity of the game so i i can understand uh from that aspect but um as for commercials whatever i mean it's only the real freaking uh morons who think that the uh you know, oh, Austin Matthews is is on this. He's in he's in league with the books, so he's gonna uh, yeah. fix this game, or whatever. But that's the reason why, right? But uh, it, it's only protecting, I don't know, the integrity from those morons. So I, no, I, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. I just wanted to uh, get uh, get my opinion on uh, uh, the the division between betters and and players. Like they don't have to bet. But what about now, like, you can't see, like, Mila Kunitz on BetMGM. And, like, you know, she's always a nice little sight for sore eyes. Now we can't even see her on the TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't get fuck? that then. Never mind right? then. I don't, I don't know why they, the celebrities. Did they, what's they, the reason? They, they don't want, like, young people to, like, get fooled by gambling ads is, is what I would think is what the mm, you know, okay. point of it is. Where are the fucking parents at? All right? That's my biggest question. Where are the fucking parents at? It's like that loser that had those bitches at us for swearing because his kids were listening to our show with him or something like that. <laughs> Just bad parenting at this point. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, well. it's not... It's nothing. It's nothing too crazy. It's just a little quick, a little quick thing that you know kind of had me going a little bit. Um, one more small piece of news here. I gotta say it. You, we don't gotta go too much into it, but came out from the Toronto Maple Leafs two or three. I think two days ago, at least extended Sheldon Keefe, head coach for two more years. Uh, he was currently a lame duck coach. Obviously, they could fire him any chance they wanted. But uh, since Brad Tree Living came in with the team, and he's been saying good things about Keefe, uh, you know, just based off meetings they've had, his uh, his philosophy for the game, you know, what he wants to get out of this team, you know, how he kind of goes about doing his business. And if you look at Sheldon Keefe's numbers, we've touched on this before, they're pretty excellent. I think they're fourth in the league since for, like, you know, most points or some shit like that since he became the head coach, I think about four years ago. Uh, three or four years ago, that is. Um, now, when your team's this fucking good in the regular season like the Leafs are, obviously that's to be expected. This guy could just roll the lines for the most part most nights, and they'd still come up with two points. Um, obviously, he hasn't been able to get it done as much in playoffs. That's been a big question. He was definitely outcoached by Paul Maurice uh, this year in the playoffs. And uh, you can even see the same thing uh, with John Cooper last or two years ago. So I, I like I like Keith, though, man. So I'm glad to see him uh, see him extended here. Uh, you watch some of this guy, you'll run through a fucking wall for him if you listen to some of his quotes and shit like that, man. Just watch that all-in documentary of the Leafs like two or three years ago. Uh, you, you'll fucking want to do anything for this guy. But I don't know. It, it, it's minuscule, but it's uh, it, it's important in the city and everybody's been talking about it. So hell yeah, good on Sheldon for getting his cookies. That's fucking gold leafers. Yeah, it's good that a coach isn't a lame duck coach, but coach contra- contracts are fake. They, they can be, yes. like you said, they can be fired at any time. I think the Canucks were paying three different coaches, like at one point last season. Like co- coach contracts are fake. They don't count against the cap. They don't count against anything. It's like base, it's like baseball contracts. They're they're all fake. So good, good for Keith though to 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 get get a, an extension there. I don't have anything. 
right. Well, uh, Austin Matthews may not be able to appear in Ontario. Maybe we can read some ads for us as the College Football Bankroll Challenge is back. And to celebrate, SGPN is giving away a bunch of cash in our College Football Bankroll Challenge. Free to enter. It's a season-long contest. $1,000 to first place and $500 to second. But the prize is doubled to 2000 and 1000 if you're a patron for this college football season. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll or click the link in the app. And DraftKings, college football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Change comes fast. Only thing at the lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Hell yeah. All right. Boys, it's time. I've been so fucking fired up to start doing this over the past couple of days, even past couple of weeks or whatever. We've been we've been going through the player awards and all this stuff, you know. But we we had good segments. That was definitely some good shows. But it's time to start fucking getting into the nitty gritty. It's time to start getting fired up for next season. And there's no better way to do that than with our 2023-2024 team previews, baby. It's time. Uh, game plan is we're going to go through about two teams per show, maybe three the odd show, maybe one the odd show. We'll, we'll do whatever the hell we want, but we're, uh, that's kind of where we're at. So uh, for this show, we will be doing two. I'm so goddamn excited for it. And uh, we got a guy that's done a lot of homework here. And this is one of these guys, you know, you got buddies like, oh, I make my own. I got my own model. I got my own stuff. Well, we're lucky enough in the show that we do. And we're not talking about the ladies when it says he's got his own model. We're talking about statistics, baby. Throwing this over to Joel Meyer. Mr. Jolie, kick us off. What do we got going on here, bud? Oh, I definitely trade my model for the, the kind of model you were talking about there. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, you get this model. Um all right, yeah, I, I figured uh, we can do a bit more in-depth previews than last year, where I think we just did like one division per show, something like that. But uh, yeah, we're hopefully going to do two teams per show, a little bit more of a deep dive. Um, and uh, I, I tried to format it like I uh, got my own research, whatever, betting stuff, and then I, I, I organized it into um, uh, format more content-friendly, let's say. So yeah, we'll, we'll basically have four little mini-segments here. We will like, uh, recap the... Uh, uh, previous season and we'll grade their offseason moves uh, and then their their projection and then finally we'll have any kind of bets we want to make uh or how we're looking at this team going forward so without any further ado we'll start with the uh san jose sharks who are um, of course lowest in the odds for the pacific division <laughs> <laughs> start with a bang uh, eh oh yeah yeah we, we got to get the shit out of the way first right uh save the best for last um yeah, his team finished six, uh, seventh in the Pacific last year. Uh, they were always going to be terrible, um, but their their points total was somehow set as high as 77 and a half, and the under hit with uh, 17 points to spare, despite Eric Carlson randomly returning to form and having one of the best seasons of his career. Carlson is really the only noteworthy story about the 2022 Sharks, though, winning the Twin Norris Trophy and basically playing like the only Shark who gave a shit, even if he's uh, still brutal in his own zone. Uh, the the utter lack of shark prospects means there's a, not much to take away from the season from a developmental perspective either. Though it's a bit concerning that uh, Mario Ferraro took a step back last year after a fairly fairly promising 2021 season, and um, yeah, he he was supposed to be their best defenseman. I think he was better than Carlson that year, but uh, definitely not last year. Um, but yeah, the, the Sharks actually played better than the record suggests. They weren't even bottom ten in Corsi or expected goals for percentage. They're eleventh in both. Um, but they were largely outdone by the goaltending, or undone rather, which uh, between Kakin and James Reimer was the absolute worst in the league. <laughs> they, uh, I think only Mrs. Leakins had the, had the worst uh, goal save of expected stat. Um, they also died down the stretch after losing Timo Meyer at the trade deadline. This is a team that lost its uh, compete level and, and started thinking about golf a month early. So, yeah, those, those were the 2022 Sharks. Yeah, uh, the, I, I, I w- I'm shocked that their point total was was at 77 and a half. I guess they, I don't know what they saw, what the odds makers saw there. But, but yeah, like you said, Carlson was the only real main storyline. 
they they I feel like they were they were they were feisty feisty sharks there for a bit, but once they lost Meyer, as you said, they were they were pretty much done. And yeah, that they, they're they missed their window uh, in the mid to late 2010s, and now they're just you know licking their wounds after that. I remember that, fu- remember that fucking stretch where I bet on the sharks like every fucking game and they lost uh, them yeah. all. I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> Tough look for the kid there. Um, yeah, this team was abysmal last year. There's no really other way around it. You know, there's the positive with the Eric Carlson story, but that was pretty much it, man. They were able to, you know, make some moves, getting rid of Tom, or, uh, Timo Meyer obviously was one of them. You know, selling Carlson in the offseason, of course, as well, too. But just from a last year point of view, man, it was almost like Murphy's Law. Anything that could went wrong did go wrong with this team. And, you know, maybe that's by design. If you if you look at some of these players, you know, it's a very old team and a very expensive team as well. So not much to be desired, man. Right on. Well, uh, well, great. They're off season now, uh, which obviously starts with the Carlson trade, where they seem to have been ripped off until you remember his massive contract and all the years left on it. Uh, it seemed like it was going to anchor them for a while. So um, it's a good thing that he had such a great year. He gets get something out of him instead of uh, having you having to pay the bitch uh, all the, for the four more years. Um, still only getting a few vets in the top 10 protected draft pick has to be considered light for the Norris Trophy winner, even if you get it, the money off his, your books. The real damage is done. And they signed him to the deal, I guess. Uh, although a few saw him falling off so dramatically after uh, after doing so, until last season, anyway, of course. Uh, bringing in Granlin, Hoffman, and Ruda in the trade, declaring free agency. Should make the Sharks at least a little competitive until they trade half of them at the deadline, at least. Uh, that's <laughs> the value of these players, or at least the hope for value. The hope that they do enough during the season to make them valuable assets. That's fine, as the Sharks don't have a lot of prospects anyway, so... They won't be taking away too much playing time uh, from players who might benefit from it more. So, yeah, the, the Sharks uh, did not have a great offseason. Uh, but still gave them a B- just just for getting a Carlson off the books. Yeah, I think that's probably a, a pretty fair grade there. I, I think, you know, picking up Mackenzie Blackwood, he had potential and just lost it there in New Jersey. Got him for a sixth-round pick in this year's draft. So, you know, he's can't be worse than James Reimer. I, I really I really hope not there in the tandem with Kakinen. And yeah, like, like you said, I, I like them signing Zadina for, for, for one year. Like they could trade him or they could get, get him for a good deal. They can trade Duclair. They can trade Hoffman. They can trade even Kevin LeBanc now only has one year left on his deal. So yeah, this is going to be a, a tank season for the Sharks. They have two first round picks already, two second round picks already. So I imagine them getting at least another second round pick, if not more, depending on who, who they can move. But yeah, off season, they did, they did what they needed to do, which was trade Carlson and get, you know, they, they got back players that they will probably turn into assets at the deadline. So, yeah, I, I think a solid, solid B, C-plus is, is fine for the Sharks. Um, You know what? At first, I'm kind of with Joel, especially with the Carlson trade. I was a little down on everything and even just the whole outlook for the Sharks as a whole here. But if you could – you got rid of that contract with four years left and you only held on to $1.5 million, that's a win almost no matter what you get back. And obviously for for the Norris winning player – Yes, you would want to get a larger haul than that, but Carlson's kind of at a weird. It's a weird. It was a weird Norris championship, I guess, right? Like I don't think we've seen something like that as of in recent. Maybe you could argue Giordano a few years ago, but that's neither here nor there. So, anyways, getting Carlson off the books and only retaining 1.5 million dollars is a win. Uh, bringing in the likes of Zadina, I love that man. It's a gamble. It's a minimum gamble too. What are they paying him? Like it's like cookies, right? What is it? Fucking like minimum. 1.1, yeah, 1.1 million dollars. So uh, why why the hell not, man? And then we talk about some of the trades they made. The thing about uh, the thing about uh, the Sharks for the past couple of years, man, they've almost been like a a team that sees themselves as a middle team, but really they've just been shit, right? And, and they're 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 fucked because of that, right? You look at even look at the dead cap. They're paying Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, and Martin Jones a total of about six million to over six million dollars for the next like two three years to not even play for them, but. This is commitment. You know, you got Mike Greer that came in here, and hopefully that he starts putting things in the right direction, saying, yes, for now on, we are going to be fucking shit because you got to be shit in order to get good in this league. That's how things work in a cap league. That's how things work with the draft. It's finally time to mail it in and, you know, start, I, I want to say rebuilding. There's still some some C's they got to navigate around here, man. Like Logan Couture signed for another four years of fucking $8 million, and he's 34 years old. That's a bit tough. Mark Edward Velasic with another three years. He's 36 at 7 mil. Those are tough, but let's face it, this isn't going to be a quick turnover for this team. So you know what? Just keep finishing shitty. 
build in assets, acquire players that you can move at the deadline, like they did, like we saw with you know Hoffman and the likes of a couple other guys. So if they if they can do this right, like honestly, Mike Greer could probably he could probably fucking make something out of this team if they give him four or five years to do so. And you know what, this is this is a, an excellent starting spot. You know, you gotta what do I say? The best time to plant a tree was fucking 25 years ago. Second best time is today, right? So let's go, boys. Let's rebuild this thing. Let's go, San Jose. Do the right thing here. Just be shit, you know. I just want to, on a side note, I don't think I hear anyone use that phrase or metaphor, whatever it's, whatever, whatever it's called, more than you do, Talon. Like, the best time to plant a tree. You, I love it, bro. You love it. Yeah, no, yeah, like, no one uses that in real life, and you do. I, I love you for that. Yeah, well, we'll change that. The best time to have a beer is five minutes ago. Second best time is now, so let's go, you know? <laughs> there we go. Doesn't have, to, doesn't have to be a tree, all right? <laughs> all right, so... Uh... In spite of adding the veteran veteran players, uh, this is the next segment, by the way. I don't know. We we, we got to organize this better going forward. But uh, I think it's good. You're doing good, Jolie. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Thanks, 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 buddy. Um, yeah. In spite of adding those vets, uh, they might still have some good hockey left. Uh, the Sharks have a absolutely miserable roster, top to bottom. Um, <laughs> I have them as the worst team in the league. They project to be the worst team in the league. I bet them to be the worst team in the league um, because their only talent consists of aging players who are essentially playing out their paychecks. With all due respect to likes of Logan Couture, Thomas Hurdle, and uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, these are guys who went to war with the best teams in the league back in the day. Their interest in a long, painful rebuild will not, will not exactly be uh, too high. After them, and all of them have declined anyway, there's a long list of JAG players, replacement-level players who are just uh, filling the lineup. The Sharks added Mackenzie Blackwood, as Ryan mentioned, who I guess is an upgrade over... Uh, James Reimer, but they they still have Kakinen as the presumptive starter, who is uh, even worse than Reimer last year, as I said. That's a sly move by the uh, organization, though, as the Sharks don't really want to win a lot of games these days. Not that anyone would want Kakinen anyway after uh, last season, right? Does he get uh, moved to the deadline? One year left? 27 years old? Depth? Goalie depth? Is anyone going to want him? Yeah, Playoff so. depth? You'd you never know, man. He'd have to play better than last bad. year. Um, yeah, last year was shit. He's, he's, he's no Aiden Hill. Available. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> so. Yeah, there are no exciting young players on this uh, on this team. Um, the, the, the the prospect pipeline is is not good, uh, especially considering how bad this team are. Uh, but yeah, that's that's because they're so good as for so long, trading the best draft picks away virtually every season. Now they'll have to be uh, really bad for a while before they can try being good again. Um, that's why we project this team to be worse in the league and uh, probably well beyond this season as well. Uh, yeah, so we have him at 64.2 points there. The points total is at 66 and a half. Mm. 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 Did, did you bet that? I did. I bet the under. Actually, uh, I have two bets. On, I, I'm going to give this uh, as a little mini professor teaching moment. Um, I made a bet with friend of the program, one sharp shark, uh, that the uh, the Canucks would... would um, cover the minus 22 points uh, <laughs> over the course of the season against the Sharks. And and the reason why that's a bad bet is because uh, the Canucks, there's a lot more room to go down from 88 and a half. That, that's their points total. Whereas the Shark or the Duck or the, the Sharks are at, at 66 and a half. They're not going to be fucking 40 points. So, and then and the, the Canucks, they could easily be uh, 68 points if if really shit uh, goes down. So that's why it's a bad bet. He has the sharp side, but fuck it. Uh, Canucks are mammals. Sharks are fish. Mammals over fish. Every fucking yes. day. Yes. Let's go. I love that. <laughs> I, I found one bet here that I, I absolutely love. It's on our, our friends over at DraftKings. Um, goalie wins for the 2023-24 season. What do you think Capo Kakanen's goalie win line is at? 12 <laughs> he, he had he had nine last year uh 14 Ugh. the year before 16 the year prior 16 that was with minnesota though his line mm-hmm. is at 18 or 15 and a half under Ooh, 15 and a half under he, yeah he only reached that in his, in his rookie year with, with the wild i mean the sharks only had 22 total wins last year and i could definitely see mackenzie blackwood taking over the net I, I, or like at least being an even split so yeah i i under 15 and a half. Uh, that's a great Kakinen wins for minus 115. That I think that's the slam dunk bet for the Sharks. Yeah, I like that as well. That's a good play, bro. I dig it. Um, for myself, what's the number at for uh, <clears throat> Couture points? Do they have it? I was looking to see if they had a Couture or Hurdle. I, I couldn't find it on, on any book. 
Okay, okay. Well, I'll be keeping an eye out for that. And depending on the number, man, because, like, someone's got to score. You know, like, I get it. You know, they're going to be absolutely shit. But it's like if you're playing fantasy football and you take, like, a wide receiver for a shit team, but they only have one good wide receiver. The guy's mm-hmm. getting every fucking ball yeah. going his way, right? So someone's got to score, you know? Yeah. So I'll be, um, I'll be, depending on the number, I'll be keeping an eye out. Joel, did you, did you ever bet on the Sharks for worst record or no? Yeah, plus four twenty. I think it's gone down a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, it's at it's at two eighty now. So that's that's a great price. Yeah, it's a little thin there. I'll just bet the under sixty six and a half at this point. All right. Hell yeah. All right, that's that's it for the sharks. I guess we can like blend the uh, that last segment together with the bets there, like we did. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, it's working. It, it worked. I mean, I I, I feel like I like was good. And, um, yeah, we're August is almost over. And you know what that means? Time is running out. August is over. What, what is this? What is this ad read? It's, it's September. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy <laughs> football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out Best Ball on Underdog Fantasy. One live snake draft. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try out Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes, including $3 million to the winner. The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is opening night, September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Um, and make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Uh, sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win total contest with a $1,000 first place prize. This week's weekly Patreon pick'em is all week one college football. The prize is a cornhole board perfect for any college football tailgate. Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. From the, the worst team in the league to the second worst team in the league. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, who were the worst team in the league last season. Uh, uh, both in Corsi 4 percentage and expected goals 4 percentage. It wasn't even close. It was a historically bad year. Finished with 58 points somehow. I think um, they have uh, their goalie and some random lucky shootouts from earlier in the year to thank for that, at least. Um, yeah, last in the Pacific, obviously. Uh, team is supposed to take a step forward. I, I, I bet the fucking Ducks last year, over 77 and a half, 78 and a half, something like that. And uh, so they actually did worse than the Sharks in terms of under, uh, in terms of not meeting expectation here. Uh so yeah, I, that was a, that was probably my worst uh, bet of the of the year before the season anyway, because um, the Ducks did not take that step forward. <laughs> their their young guys did not do well. Uh, Klingberg was absolutely brutal. Um, just no defense at all. Uh, the, the defense was just impossibly bad. Like uh, the overs were hitting every night, and the, especially opponent team total overs uh, was usually set at four and a half by the end of the year. Um, yeah, and Gibson gave up just like the last few years. Just uh, you know, he can't do everything. He's getting shelled all night. Uh, there's only so much a man can take. Um, and yeah, he couldn't hide the, all their flaws and all that shit. And then yeah, Dallas Eakins lost his job, but you know what? Uh, he should should have got a promotion or some shit, a raise, because uh, he got them. Should have got them, Adam Fantilli, but uh, Leo Carlson will do just as well. And then yeah, they have the best chance to get Connor Bedard. So uh, Dallas Eakins. Maybe he's not a good coach, but uh, he got the Ducks another excellent prospect. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the Ducks, we we kind of thought might be decent last year. I think they could be decent this coming season. We'll get to that. But yeah, last season, John Gibson just, you know, under fire as he is uh, every year. The Ducks really just did not take a step forward, as you said, Joel. So, yeah, hopefully they can, they can do uh, do something this year, even though they still have some, some uh, moves to make. Yeah, last year it was obviously an upset uh, from an Anaheim point of view. And, you know, there's a team that we had so much fun with two years ago, you know, just betting on and obviously having a lot of fun with on our show and shit like that and in the Discord as well. So it was, it was, it kind of sucked seeing, you know, I don't want to say a fall from grace because it didn't really fall that far. But still, uh, last year was just, you know, an absolute tire fire out there for the Ducks. So um, there, there's no way around it, man. Just, and it kills me because there's, you know, there's some good young talent on this team. We talk about it all the time. The likes of, uh, you know, Troy Terry, fucking, like, they, they got killers out there, man. Like, these guys are, like, offensively minded. Like, Jamie Drysdale, he's kind of kind of waiting to see him break out a little bit, too. You know, fucking, but it, it, it just hasn't really happened yet. It hasn't come to fruition. Trevor Zegris, you know, so, um. 
coming forward for this year, I know we're not really there yet, man. So we'll see kind of how it goes. But I just, I was pretty pissed off with the Ducks last year, man. I wanted to like them. I'm a guy. I love John Gibson. You know, I'm a noted, noted better than Connor Hellebuck, John Gibson. So he's my boy. I'm a big fan of his. But uh, last year was just nothing short of an absolute shit show, man. It, every time we watched the scene, they were fucking losing by like four goals. It seems like I'm not sure what their goal differential was, but I can guarantee you, it's probably pretty shit. So um, I don't know. It, it, was, it was miserable. It's just misery out there in such a beautiful, uh, beautiful city. <laughs> beautiful city, yeah. Disneyland and you know all that. Better than LA, at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, as for their off season, the big thing was. Um, uh, hiring Greg Cronin, through up as college coach, uh, spent a lot of years in NCAA hockey, and uh, so he's familiar work with younger players, and that's what uh, these guys need, I guess, uh, get them going, because uh, their develop their development isn't exactly going too great. Uh, you know, Zegers is fine, Drysdale's fine, but they they got another gear they can uh, shift into, and hopefully he's the one that gets them going. Um, a bunch of other guys, young guys coming up too, Mason McTavish and on on. So the the, the uh, the prospect pipeline is full for the Ducks, unlike the Sharks. So it's going to be another fun season. Um, but interesting, ugly contracts for Alex Kalorn and Radford oh, What do you know. mean? What do you mean uh, ugly for Alex I mean, Kalorn? I mean, good for him, but uh, come on. <laughs> I don't think the uh, the Ducks are ready for that kind of firepower. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just questionable signings for a rebuilding team. Um, I guess they could be teachers replacing Getzlaff's presence. Uh, Getzlaff, I think uh, his him retiring really just uh, was yeah, what did the Ducks out. in last year because without that leader in the room, whatever, nobody to pick him up when they're playing like shit. Um, great contract for Troy Terry though. That that compensates for the uh, the other shit seven by seven there. Uh, he's 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 the the Ducks' best player at this point in my opinion. So that's great. And like I said before, selecting Leo Carlson over Adam Fantilli is fucking bad. Adam Fentilli should have been the pick. Cost me, uh, cost me some money there. But yeah, we'll see in the end. But uh, my stance is Fentilli will have a better career than Leo Carlson. Yeah, I'm just look- better. <laughs> I'm looking into, into Carlson's numbers here, and like I, I know it's more than just the numbers of what he had in the SHL as like a 17, 18 year old. But like he wasn't overly impressive, even in World Juniors, six, six, six points in seven games. You know, I thought Fantilli should have went there, but yeah, an insane contract to uh, Killorn, 6.25 for four years to a 33 year old. But you know what? He has the the veteran presence. He has the playoff experience. Like you said, they need someone to have that in the room. The same thing with Gudis. He, he had some good playoff experience down there in Florida. Um, so I, I think they, they could help, you know, Terry and and, and uh, Trevor Zegers if he gets signed uh, to take a next step. I think McTavish, you know, could take a next step here this year. He, he was he was decent last year, but you, you do want to see more out of him. Uh, but, but, yeah, this is still, you know, uh, they didn't do too much this offseason, probably overpaid uh, – a, a few guys there, but like it doesn't doesn't matter because they're not going to be good in the next two or three years, and and by that point the cap will go up. But yeah, uh, uh, whatever, pretty much a whatever offseason for the Ducks here. Yeah, I mean like it's obviously it's really easy to shit on this team because you know they give you a hell of a lot of reasons too. But let's I want to try and f- focus on a bit of a positive here, man. Like this is something that they didn't necessarily have last year. This team's gonna be mean on the back end, all right. You look at the additions bringing in obviously Radko Gudis, Ilya Labushkin. Like, those guys are fucking big, mean motherfucking Europeans, right? And then even Cam Fowler, like yeah, he's a little bit older. He's still what like six two, two fifteen. Fucking Colton White's like six one, hundred or two hundred pounds or something like that. So you, you got some. Big bigger guys on the D, man, and sure, if you're going to beat us by four goals, at least, you know, you're going to pay You're going to pay the price. If you're going to go in the corner, you're going to pay the price. If you're going to stand in front of our goalie, you're going to feel it over the course of a 60-minute game with these big guys on defense, man. So there, that's an aspect I do like what they did. Obviously, you know, uh, it's not going to be anything to get it done or get it close to done or even make playoffs, obviously, or anything like that. But I think there's something to be said for that. If we're going to be shit, we're at least going to fucking, you're going to feel it in the morning, you know? So I do like that side of things. Uh, I'm with Julie. Like, I don't know how they pass on Vantilli. Like, yeah, Leo Carlson's an absolute stud, but still, Vantilli is going to be a fucking killer, man. And then uh, uh, they got to figure out what they're doing in net. Are they keeping Gibson? Are they not? Does he want out? Doesn't he? Obviously, those speculations have been going on all offseason. Um, so they got they got some decisions to make here. It's almost similar with uh, similar with San Jose, where it's like, hey, if we're gonna if we're gonna rebuild this thing, let's do it properly. But it's hard to even call a rebuild because they have the likes of you know Jamie Drysdale, uh, uh, Troy Terry, fucking Trevor Zegers, and obviously and obviously Leo Carlson as well. Those are the players you build the team around, and 
those are some big goddamn names, man. So let's see how things go over here in Anaheim going forward in the next couple of years. Obviously, this year is going to be a shit show. The uh, the Alex Kalorn four-year, what is it, $6.8 million or $6.25 million contract is just absolutely absurd. Uh, throwing a no-trade no clause in there as well. Got to throw that in. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, it, it, they're going to be shit. There's nothing else to say to that. But they, I don't hate everything they did, but it's almost like a consolation, you know? Yeah, I gave him a C plus. Um, seems about right, yeah. right in the middle there. Uh, yeah, uh, they have a, a points total of something like sixty-seven and a half, sixty-eight and a half, uh, which is a lot lower than it was last year. Uh, so uh, they know how bad this team was, and that's why they got subtracted, detracted, whatever fucking word, ten points. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they, they should take a step forward. Here I go again with this young crop of talent. Uh, I'm a believer. It's 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 just hard to be as bad as we were last year. You know, yeah. um, a lot more will be expected of Zegers, McTavish, Drysdale. Um, defense hasn't changed much, so that's that's definitely a problem. Um, yeah, worst worst defense in the league there. But it's uh, oh, they have a lot of has, cha- has changed much. They got, got Goodis in there. They got Robert Hag in there. Two the two flyers. Labushkin, yeah. yeah, Flyers and, and Maple Leafs legends. Come on. Right? I don't know. I don't know, boys. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that, that move is the needle for me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we think there's enough upside with this team. With the likes of uh, not even those guys, uh, Zegers, McTavish, and Rice, but also Drew Hellison, Owen Zellweger, Pavel Mintukov, and Nathan Goche, hopefully getting significant NHL time. But maybe not too much because that means they're really bad and they're just playing these guys for the hell of it. Um Minjukov won the OHL defenseman of the season last year, while Gauthier is a big power forward who won the Memorial Cup with the Ramparts. Um, and there's still a chance for Leo Carlson to make the team straight out of the draft. I uh, thought he was going to go in the play another year in the SHL, but apparently he's going to try try to get on the team out of camp. Um, yeah, Lindstrom towards Achilles apparently, so that, that's uh, that opens up three C for him. Uh, he's already competed against men in the SHL, so. Um, um, He's, he's definitely more familiar with, with playing against men than just boys. Um, yeah, new coach Cronin will have his work cut out for him with all the youth and unis- uninspiring vets on the team. So I did it again. I bet over 66 and a half points. Um, should still be able to find that number out there if uh, you want to join in uh, the, the quacking again. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Like you look at the Sharks and the Ducks, they're both, they're both bad teams. Their point totals are two points away from each other. But the, the, the Sharks are on the downturn and the Ducks are trying to like create something here. They're trying to create their identity, you know, having Kalorn, having Henrik still, having Ryan Strom, having these veterans around these young guys should help them take take that next step forward. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, if I had to go for the point total, I I would lean to the over. But this is this is a team that you you know you, you're not sure uh, if you can trust here. They do have Trevor Zegers uh, point prop on DraftKings. At 67 and a half, he had 65 points last year, 61 points the year before. So, you know, if he can, you know, he'll, he'll be playing with Troy Terry, maybe Henrik or Cologne on that top line. You can maybe see that being over. And then uh, John Gibson, regular season wins, is at 18 and a half. I, I kind of like that under, just given how Gibson has played the past few seasons. Hasn't seen over 18 and a half wins since uh, 2020. He had 14 last year, 18 the year before. I mean, the Ducks should be better, but I, I still feel I know that's contradictory saying like over points and under Gibson wins, but you know they can get overtime losses and uh, Lucas Dostal in there. They want to get him in there probably. Also, uh, maybe that's not a, a good bet for Gibson because because they could trade him to a good team. So yeah, I, I think uh, over points probably my only thing I, I would look at. Uh, I'm kind of going against you guys. I'm probably going to lead towards the under points here. What do we say? Sixty-six and a half. It's sitting at. Obviously, around that's there. around there. Obviously, that's pretty friggin' low. Um, but again, it kind of comes down to like, look at the teams that are sitting in the same division here, right? Like, obviously, we got the Oilers who are gonna beat the fucking piss out of them every time they play. We got the Knights who are gonna beat the shit out of them every time they play them. Who else? We got, we got you know the Canucks who are probably looking pretty fucking good, man. So they're probably gonna beat the wheels off them too. Uh, the Flames are one of those teams that actually could potentially have a bounce back season. So you know, uh, I got obviously they'll they should beat the shit out of them every time they see them too. So they uh, division games, you know, the, you see a fair amount of them. Uh, 
they, they don't stand a chance, bro. So just based off that, I'm going to be leaning towards the under on the number for point totals for this team. Um, and solely because they're going to do what they always do. They're going to ride John Gibson for fucking 55, 60 fucking games, and he's just going to be dead by the end of the year if he does finish the season with them. So, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm sticking with the under on the number there. I'm looking at, at their their defense from last season. It's it's just terrific. Cam Fowler and then Klimberg, who they traded, Dmitry Kulikov. Mm-hmm. Simon Benoit, Kevin Shattenkirk, and then these other guys I haven't heard of played played a few games. And Dry, hey. Drysdale was hurt. I, I forgot Drysdale had that shoulder injury. So <laughs> their d- defense should be much improved as I think we've all pointed out by this point. So hopefully that can help help them, uh, you know, be be somewhat relevant or not just not horrific this season. Don't you shit on Benoit? We love Benoit, right? Do we? Yes, right. we do. Okay. He's a leaf now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Minus 27 Shat, last year. Shat, That's cool. Actually, Shattenkirk actually graded out as uh, as their their best defenseman last year. I was surprised to see that. I did not expect that because uh, he's been on the decline for a while. But yeah, he was uh, he was he was pretty good by duck standards. All right, boys. If you had to pick one, who would you like better, the Ducks or the Sharks? I mean, the Ducks. ducks. Gotta go Ducks. Gotta yeah. go Ducks, right? Yeah, well, I bet the under on the Sharks and the over on the Ducks. Yeah. Oh, there, what, there you go. what point spread you would you bet the Ducks at? Ooh. Totally? Ooh. Oh, uh, uh, three and a half. Oh, that, 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 that's the, the difference in their line is two. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not a fun thing to say. Come on. Well, that's an accurate what, thing like, to say. That's... Like, would you bet five and a half? Uh, e- getting... Even money. Even money. Yeah, I guess. All right. All right. Why is that the actual line? No, it's not. But just... I'm, I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Okay. Uh, right. A different book has like season long like team series how they're gonna do. So I, I thought they might have duck sharks, but they don't. They, they just have like actual good teams, unfortunately. <laughs> One more thing, if you really if you really want to get high on the ducks, uh, Greg Cronin, coach of the year, forty to one, fifty to one, something like that. He's got all the. Uh, the, the right things you want. He's a, he's a coach in the new team and a new coach too. So, uh, and if he, if he elevates this team to a sneaky wildcard team, there's a very good chance he wins. That's just a, a better bet than betting the ducks to make the playoffs at seven to one or eight to one, whatever it is now. No, actually yeah. it's probably 10 to one, but still no comment, but yeah, no still, comment, yeah. but yeah, if, I'm just saying, if you're really high on the ducks, <laughs> it is better. You're right. Yeah. Greg Cronin it, is your guy. Yeah, it's a Friday night. If, if you're high on the ducks, you can, uh, you can take that. There you go. Boys, that was good. I like that. I think that I like this format. I think it was pretty good. No, no, oh, I, I love that. I love this. Uh, this Jolie taking over the show. I like it. A little, little mid show tire pump. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Good job, boys. I aim to please. <laughs> yeah. All right. That pretty much wraps it up here. Anything else you want to add here, guys, or what? Uh, don't think so. All right. Hell yeah. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff in the world of sports, baby. We got college football. Fucking right we do. We got NFL starting on Thursday. We got what? Hockey's going to be right, it's right around the corner. It's going to be here before we know it. Same with the NBA. We got MLB. It's going to be a playoff soon. Holy shit. Uh, what else is going on? There's MMA. There's tennis. We got the U.S. Open. Uh, what else? There's NASCAR. There's F1. There's you know soccer. All the soccer people at work, like I say, they're just going fucking crazy, just talking to each other. And is, they all is got golf crazy over out. now? It's done, Zod. It's done, Zod. I think there's still the Lady PGA or the LPGA going on, but yeah, for the most part, you know, there might be a couple little small things. They got the Ryder Cup coming up, I guess. But yeah, I guess that, I guess that makes sense. You got you got football on the weekends now. No one's gonna be no one to watch golf anyway. Yeah, they know their spots. There's a, there's a bunch of, like, smaller... Uh, smaller they do, yeah. They do, like, tours, little tournaments. Tournaments, yeah. Tours. Okay, all right. Um, all right, anyways, there we go. Check out uh, the SGPN. Check out all the articles. Everybody does such a kick-ass job, man. Check out Ryan's articles. He's always pumping shit out. Uh, check out all the other shows. Dude, it's... It's fucking best, man. Like, all this stuff starting up. Say if you don't know stuff. I've been hammering the college football show for the past like two months, just trying to you know learn a couple things or two. Those guys do an absolutely great job, man. So um, yeah, that is that's a great way to kind of like learn about some of these sports if you don't really you know if like college. Yeah, there's a hundred and what like thirty something fucking D1 teams. It's hard to keep track of everything. Uh, say if you're not a big basketball guy, but you want to start betting basketball, listen to the fucking NBA show, right? So that's how that shit goes. Uh, everybody does a great job. Check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys absolutely kill it. 
Uh, and of course, shout out to all my friends and pals in the Discord, man. It's the fucking best. We got the best goddamn channel. The hockey channel absolutely fucking slaps. Everybody's so cool. Everybody's having an absolute fucking blast of great times. So, uh, there's nothing cooler than that, man. We are we are number one in the Discord. Everybody else just sucks. Just posting their best. There's no conversation. Oh, I missed my fucking stupid 19 parlay by two plays. Oh, could you imagine? It's like, well, go fuck yourself. You're a loser. Uh, so fucking none of that. We're, we're just a bunch of people that can actually hold conversations and have a good fucking time, man. That's what it's all about. Uh, fuck the guy in the pro wrestling channel I was yelling at the other day. That guy's a nerd. Uh, but still, hockey channel is the absolute best, man. So if you're not in the Discord, uh, get your ass in the Discord. You're not making money. Uh, if you want to get in the Discord, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Uh, or you can reach out to the HGP Twitter account or um, Carrier Pigeons. Fuck yeah. I was reading the thing and I was reading a book and they were talking about carrier pigeons the other day. I'm sure I probably already used that one, but I'm fucking bringing it back, baby. So get a carrier pigeon, send it over to Joel Land, just hop along with all of his ducks and he'll just be sitting there and he'll fucking see it and he'll write down the note and he'll little slap that pigeon, give a little tap tap in its butt and it'll fucking fly right back to you, baby. So hell yeah. There's a pro wrestling channel? There is a pro it's wrestling channel. for everything. Apparently. <laughs> Wait, wait, Joel, how much of your, your love for the Anaheim Ducks is uh, related to your love for the Ducks in the Pond there in Vancouver? Hmm. Did, did they uh, influence you at all? Did they paying you off? Yeah, no. No, I don't know why. I don't know why. I just uh, I have a thing for, you know, uh, I was going to say I have a thing for kids, but that sounds oh. really <laughs> I was going to say, we're not, <laughs> we're not talking about water, aquatic whatever again. Come on. <laughs> no man, I just I just like prospects. I like I like to see the young guys come through and uh, yeah, I just I just I like to buy on upside when when they're priced low and then you you get them good. But you got to get ahead of them before the market realizes. Just like the Devils last year, right? Yeah, buy, buy low, sell high. That's the name of the game. Indeed. Very, very true. Very true, man. Um, all right, guys. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find. Or Ryan, did you plug your shit? I wasn't really listening. Uh, leave us a five star rating review. Sg.pn/hockey. Search hockey and podcasts. Tell me more of this, but it's going to be with more exciting teams, so it's going to be even better. Get to the good teams, it'll be fucking sweet. Um, all right, my name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter, Talon underscore Jenkins94. You can also find me, baby, just sweating out European hockey bets because European hockey's pretty much fucking back, too. I was hammering the CHL today. I had fucking uh, SC Rappers Will versus the Yorna Lakers in the Champions Hockey League. Fucking holy goddamn shit. Oceanic Trinaric, they were up fucking. It was 1 1 when I bet it, and I bet fucking the Yorna Lakers. And fucking, I was like, holy shit, this is a bit of an underplay or a bit of a fucking dog play. You know, I had them a plus 120, and fucking boom, second period. Oceanic they put up fucking two goals so it's 3-1 they put up another one so it's 4-2 going into the third period I'm like holy fuck I don't stand a chance well guess fucking what Trillaire comes up and scores in the first minute so it's 5-2 I'm like holy shit I'm pooch nah B Yoda Lakers scored three goals two of which are short fucking handed to tie it at, or to take the fucking lead and then fucking generic scores with one minute left to make it 6-6 we go into overtime and my boys the Yona Lakers get the fucking win and I hit baby so let's go it's European hockey season it's fucking go time baby woo hell yeah I am Ryan Gilbert you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop I'm Joel Mine. you'll find me uh, throwing blisters on my buttons I'll be uh, sitting on my ass all day watching uh, football and then college football the hemorrhoid Myers. <laughs> Hell yeah. Alright everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace.